Welcome to another edition of Life Talk Radio. I'm David Humphrey, and it is January 23rd, 2021, and we're still here. The end of the world didn't happen. War hadn't started yet, but we're still here plugging away, putting shows out. And (coughs) holy cow, it sounds like some coughing. I think, I really believe that Sean Sellers is going to try to come back because I've got a ton of questions to ask him about where he's been for over a month and a half. (laughs) Brother, what's up, man? Welcome back. Man, I'm glad to be back. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this show, but I can't promise you that I can't take some breaks. I have to get my breath and the coughing and so on, because it's been a it's been a heck of a ride these past few months or weeks, ever, ever how long it's been. It's been a it's been a long time. And you're right. What we'll do is we may do the show into some segments uh, because I even want to go back to, first of all, it was rumored. I mean, where have you really been? Because. I heard that the Secret Service actually come to your house. <laughs> I heard you were out of town. Then I've heard that you went on vacation. I mean, what's going on? You know, you know. Technically, what has happened is that I, I, um, I, I almost died. That's technically what happened. Is I, 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 mean, I, don't, I, I don't know how else to say it or. Any any other way to be, and, you know? As we do this this show tonight, I want to give thanks to Jack Daniels for fueling this energy so I can get this segment through. And yes. uh, but but yeah, I, I literally almost died. Um, and thank God that that I didn't. You know, I've I've never in my life been sick like this, and I think it was a it was it was a it was uh, it was it was very un, uh, it was surreal. And I and, and I'm glad I had a chance to hide and recover and hopefully get back on my feet and get back to work again. And and you know, there was. I want to start back to December of last year, December of 2020. <laughs> you know, after we got through Christmas, and all of a sudden, you know, they, I heard you were on vacation. We had sightings of Tupac again, Tupac <laughs> moon, right before the year ends. And then I heard that you were actually in Cuba. And I was like, man, the government took you to Cuba. You, you know, you know, Cuba, you know, you, normally New Orleans is my home and when, I, when I'm like this and I have to recharge. But, you know, things are, are off there. So I want to thank um, the Cuban government for allowing me to stay down there and get back on my feet again and get back well. And, you know, for a few it was it was really strange, David, that for a few weeks, you know, I, I just I was just sick. I didn't feel well. Yeah. And um, and I and, and things was just off and I, you know, I did the COVID test and it came back negative, but I was still just sick. I mean, I just, something was wrong. I wasn't myself. Mm-hmm. And then after a while I, I kept going and I kept going and I figured I would always just work through it. And, um, before I know it, I came back, I did another COVID test. It came back positive. And the next thing I know I had pneumonia and it, it was downhill for a little while. Well, I'm glad you're back and I'm glad you're getting healthy. It has been a crazy probably two months, uh, right after Thanksgiving, I knew personally, I felt there was a huge change in a lot of things. After we got through Thanksgiving, you know, I could tell that people were changing, things were changing. Um, and of course every year, December 21st now to me has got to be the day of predictions the end of the world, the Mayans, the UFOs. Um, and it's also, to me, a, um, 
social suicide in a way because I've never seen so many people in professional <laughs> capacities come out with the whole year of 2020 doing YouTube shows, podcasts, talking about predictions that nothing truly come out of it on December the 21st. What I wanted to ask you was, is December 21st that just type of day or is it a change in the just a shift, spiritual shift maybe, or some type of religious uh, shift? You know, here's the thing. You know, we've talked about this for a long time now, about the spiritual shift and the big change and everything's happening. But um, for me personally, I had to deal with something in a way that I've never thought I would have to deal with. And I had to deal with it with a way that it was like uh, you're forced to reflect. And I, and, and, and I, and I, and the people that, 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 that stricken with COVID that has these illnesses that are dying and suffering with pneumonia. One of the saddest things about it is that you're forced to do it alone. And you, you, you do it in isolation. You can't be around your loved ones. You can't be around that love and energy that you need. And then you're forced to actually take a look at yourself on who you are, who you were, who you are right now, and who you're going to be, and, and, and the direction you was going. You're forced to look at that. I turned 47, and I promise you, I did not know if I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, and I really took a hard look at, at everything we've talked about, these shows and our purposes and everything else. And, 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 and I really had to reevaluate, you know, myself and the way I approach things differently than ever. You know, we t- I talked about this year about getting back close with your family, getting back close with your kids and getting to know these things. But you have to get in touch and get to know yourself again. And I think, you know, so many of us spiritual people and, and you live in that spiritual world, we choose, we, we choose, we have to live in the now. We have to live into the now because the now is our hope. That now gives us who we are, who, where we can go. If we go reflect to where we've been, who, who made us where we are today and why we're the way we are, we go back, we go to dark places and we, 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 we revisit the dark things that got us to these points. But to truly reflect on who God wants us to be, sometimes we have to go back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to be able to go back alone, not knowing if you're going to make it, and to retrace, to retrace your steps again as a person, you really have a different value and you really see the true imprint you have on your, on, on your spiritual walk of life and as you go forward. The people you've affected positively, people you affected negatively, and the people you've hurt along the way. And I think, I think no matter what, you, you might have you helped 100 people, that one person you hurt leaves an emotional scar. And you have to revisit these things to kind of grow to where you're going to be. We talked about it a long time ago. This world today, the world we have it, it, it is over. The world we knew it last year, everything else, it's completely new. We mm-hmm. have to reinvent ourselves spiritually. We have to reinvent ourselves emotionally. And we have to, to grow to, to, to fit into this new world and a new, new way of being. And, it, and, and many of us are being in this higher place this higher vibrational state that we see, we feel, we reflect differently than we did this time last year. And, and it's really important to embrace it and accept and appreciate every moment you have with people, with time. And even when you go back in prayer and remembrance 
which I hope we'll talk about something that that's happening with you that that's been extremely hurtful and we're all dealing with too. And it's reflection of, of the imprint of love through our lives. And as we go back and I talked about this and, and I want to touch on this one more time. I don't mean to ramble, but it's really important for me is that, you know, we talk about our past and about living in today. And so many times we go back to our past and we talk about all the pains, the hurts, the bad memories, and we forget the sprinklings of love that was given to us throughout our life. And we have to be reminded of that as we grow and go forward. And, you know, it's like everything. You talk about 2020 and how every great cycle has to come to an end. And to me, 2020 was the door opening for choices. You know, we talk about family and how 2020 put a lot of people together, but I, br- I really thought about that the past month. 2020 was a year to put individuals with their, you know, mind and their spirituality and their being. It was a choice. It was a choice to go, go astray or open up and find that light and, you know, start doing stuff with their families. But, you know, I, I've come to find out that emotions are very powerful. Emotions are a powerful part of your being. And of course, mood, your mood determines how you uh, interact with people and, you know, how you deal with challenges and, and spend your time. But people need to, and this is my opinion because I'm talking about myself. We have to become mentally stronger too, but, you know, I think you have to get very uncomfortable in your emotions, but you don't have to stay stuck in them. And you, you have to kind of go back to being focused on yourself and, and working on you. And I do see some big changes, you know, and I think the key, the key is to stop focusing on things that you've lost coming into 2021. And, and you would get through it, but yet it seems like our circles have gotten a lot tighter. And, you know, like I said, this is my opinion. I'm not a doctor and I'm, I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm somebody talking to Sean Sellers about things that we've done, our lives that we've lived, our ups and downs and our, um, you know, our life really, you know, things that going on in our lives that, we have to deal with these emotions and we have to deal with, with things that's uh, a little out of the norm in today's society. And because if you're, if you're focused on TV and the news and you're, you're just so uh, just overly assumed by all that, you're not really living your life. You know, you're not really thinking outside the box. You're just like everybody else inside the box. And when January come around, Sean, I started really noticing that we talk about being uh, woke or the, the, you've got people on the left and people on the right and a spiritual battle, and you can actually see it, but it's a lot worse than I've ever thought it could be. And, and out seeing it to where people are not focused on themselves, they're not staying what I call laser-focused to where they're wanting to learn something and understand things and, and try to be in a positive manner. But to me, the people that are just kind of out there, they're not really taking care of their selves, even in a mental or spiritual capacity. 
you know, David, we can't. A lot of people can't. And 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 you you look at them, and they're at a point in their life where they're they're tired, they're defeated, they're scared, they're concerned, they're overworked, they're they're over budget, they they don't know where this is next meal is going to come from. They're lonely, they're hurt, they're scared, and, and a lot of people don't know where to don't 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 know how to deal with it and can't grasp it. And 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 it's okay. I mean, that's that's the biggest point that we have to realize is that it's okay. You know, you have to come to a point where you have to just lay your head down and rest. And, and if you don't do that, God will do that for you in a certain way. And as you lay your head down and rest, you got to think about the things that, that made you who you are, the things that made you the good parts, the bad parts. You have to go back and realize that, you know, my mother loved me the only way that she knew how to love me. My father loved me the only way he knew how to love me. It might have not been the way I wanted him to, but they loved me. And I'll take what they love, and I'll take that energy and turn it to how I want it to be loved. It's my time to change these things. Until we spiritually accept where we are in our life, and until we accept that we cannot control these things any longer, we can only control our inner self and those closest to us and those we love, is that's what we have to get back to the values. The values now are the, are the things that we can't touch. The things that we can't see, it's only the things we can feel and sense. That's the true value of life that we have to get back in touch with nowadays. We have to get back to the connections of things. You have to go back to the little moments where you was happy. You know, I, you know, the most, here's the thing, since I've been really sick and I've been reflecting, and then since we had a, a, a tragic loss, I really spent a lot of time thinking about things and praying. And, you know, happiness, we talk about happiness. You're like, I remember this. I was happy at this moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I was happy at this moment in my life. But I remember a few moments after that, maybe I wasn't happy anymore. We have to sometimes realize it's not about being happy in life. We have to put aside these things and we have to have joy. Joy lasts longer than happiness. Happiness is just a moment in time. So is sadness. Until we can find joy in our hearts where we can have joy with being with our partners. We can have joy being with our families. We can have joy being with the people we influence at work. We have to put joy in our hearts, and we have to start getting up going every day with joy. That's something that's going to last. That's something that's going to stay, and that's the foundation that we have to start laying is having a joyful heart as we go forward. And the only way you're going to defeat evil is with love, and the only way you're going to ever find love is through joy. Not through happiness, because happiness is no different than lust. It's it's, it's temporary pleasures. Absolutely. You have to do it through. You have to do it through joy. And, and you know the funny thing is, if you look at death, you know death <laughs> us every day, every day, every second. Death is always smiling at us, and we should be able to smile back at it. You know, as human beings, we should be focused on smiling back at them, but yet. You know, you have the power over your mind and you can control your thoughts, you know, and everything out here is at the, really the grasp of your hand when you put joy, love, and, and break away from the hatred, break away from the news because stop, people need to really stop playing into the uh, social media divide, the damn uh, health, uh, you know, the health scares, um, the way the news has twisted up everything now um, to completely divide America, to completely divide and 
you know, almost stop your faith. But then you got to think about this, Sean. You know, what do you, the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, um, don't we get up and we take our shower and we're getting ready for the day? And, but we all have to do one thing, right? And that's getting dressed. Yeah. We have to put that armor on. It's just like when we get dressed for the day, you're basically putting your armor on. And I don't see a lot of people ever talking about this. And this was something I really thought about going into the first part of the new year because I started writing uh, and I got three different journals going on top of the New Orleans storybook. So I got four books, you know, like I, the one I took to New Orleans. And I started thinking about putting your armor on. And I read a scripture and I read a uh, like a self-help article on Twitter. And it really was really actually pretty good. And I started thinking about all these tiny blessings we talk about in these shows for us. We need to dress for them, you know, b- because there's so much evil that's working out here to stop them. And, you know, you got people out here that don't want to see others happy. You have attacked everybody, even me, you, everybody that's human has these evil attacks some way or the other, you know, happening to them all the time. And I really started breaking that down, thinking about it to where we have all this power and we can, we can really control the way we act because sometimes I'll act like an ass, you know, and, and, I'll admit, you know, I'm not the nicest person in the world, but yet I had to step back and really think about, um, you know, what if I didn't have but a few days left to live? You know, I don't want to be remembered as, oh, Hump was ass, you know, and I started thinking about, you know, how your circles have gotten smaller, how we, we, we do focus on our families more and we do focus on the, the better things of life, even with all the bad. And I started coming off the news. Um, and, and, you know, Sean, we, I started, I recorded a couple of shows about just life, you know, just not really kind of like a self-help, but man, I kind of just put it all out there about how I was feeling about, you know, trying to focus on yourself. You know how you would say all the time, you, you can't love nobody until you look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself, right? Yes. I mean, don't you think we're in 2021 and that's probably a top focal point? Yeah, I think I think I think 2021 the key to anything in life is that you got to do it with love in your heart. You got to do it with love in your heart. Everything has got to come from a place of love. That's the only thing. That's the only way you're going to defeat the evilness out there. And it's okay. It- I mean, you mean it's what what we're dealing with is a spiritual war. It's a spiritual battle on all fronts, on your personal spiritual front, on every front you can imagine. It, it, we're being attacked, but it's time. It's fine. It's time to come home. It's time to get back to your roots. It's time to get back to your basics. It's time to forgive. It's time to to learn to love yourself, and it's time to to understand that sometimes you have to just love people from a distance. And, and and that's really, really, really important. And, and and as I say this, it's really hard to do because people people can hurt you in ways that I know I know understand they, they can hurt you in depth that, that that I don't think they realize the way they not only they they, they hurt you, but they, they redesign your mental makeup, your wiring, how you see life and how you see things. 
they break down everything that you hold important because we really, and then as you really start to look at it, you realize everything that you held important was, was put upon a foundation that wasn't godly and wasn't made of love. And, and mm-hmm. I, and, and I think you have to reinvent yourself and you have to just see these things. And I think you have to know that if I'm in alone and I'm in a dark place and I know that this could be the last night I draw my breath, that I know that, that, that I, I've done my job and thank you God for allowing me to do my job. And I know that I've loved the best I can and I did the best I can. And that's what we have to find ourselves. We have to start preparing ourselves for our death song, like the Chicopsy death song. You have to yeah. prepare yourself. And it's that see, it's the season. You know, we talk about this and I've said it before, I think maybe on the last show is that there's seasons. There's seasons of happiness. There's seasons of pain. There's seasons of love. There's seasons of, of getting jobs, losing jobs, financial great, financial losses. It's seasons. Everything's a season in life. And you have to learn to accept these seasons, but you, but you can't let the seasons change who the, the spiritual makeup of who you are and what you are. And you have to come from a place of love and joy. You have to. And, and, you know, we're all human, too. At the end of the day, guys, we're all human. But, and I've been pushing out a lot lately. We can do anything together. I mean, we really can. Um, you know, if you get your mind focused on, on, on getting better and, you know, kind of have your small group of friends that are on the same page with you, you can tackle anything together because, you know, peace of mind don't really require peace and quiet. You know, I want people to think about that. And also, something that helped me truly, and it was really kind of funny, and this must have been right in November, Sean. Um, You know how we were talking about news and how, you know, I know you don't really watch a lot of news, and and I was, like, hooked on it. Yeah. But right into probably the middle of December, you know, I got away from it. I got away from the TVs, the phone. Uh, I've kind of – the Facebook has really been a lot stuff, um, but it started making me really negative. And it, and it, you know, I didn't want to be in that place. I didn't want to be that person that, uh, you know, has so much negativity because the news don't impact our lives. I mean, it really don't. People think it does, but the news ain't going to do nothing to you other than be negative. So get away from it because. I want my listeners to think about something. When's the last time you wanted something like really wanted something like breathing oxygen. And I want you to think about that because I want you to be really clear on yourself. When you think about that, when's the last time that you wanted something that it was like oxygen breathing because society's destroying America and destroying this country. It, it, as far as, the trying to, to divert attention on everything and get away from your laser focus, you know, of working on yourself. And it's obvious that's what's going on. And at the end of the day, you know, get away from all this stuff and start going for a walk. I said that a couple of days ago and, and I really went and, and got, just took out, walked out and walked around for a little while, got some fresh air and, it really did help me a lot, you know. 
But I think that's a spiritual growth thing for yourself as an individual where you only just say, I've had enough. Um, and, you know, you just kind of got to let it go. You do. You do. But, you know, you know, for me, you know, as during my time of reflection since I've been so, so ill, is that, you know, I've I really taken the time and I thought and I prayed. And, you know, I, 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 I got fed spiritually. For, for my service to others. I enjoy working with young people. I enjoy helping others. I enjoy being the best dad as possible. I enjoy outworking everybody. I enjoy, and I give, and I give, and I give, and I give, and it feeds me, and it feeds me, and it feeds me spiritually. But what feeds you spiritually when the food supply is cut off? Mm-hmm. That's the time you have to realize, and you have to say, hey, I, I I was down, I was out, and I was looking at the man in the mirror, and I was like, okay, God, what's going to feed me now? And you know what feeds you? Faith and love. Gives me the opportunity, because everything I do, I do with love in my heart. And if I didn't, if I'd have lost my breath at any point and not woken up the next day, I could have finally said it in many stages in my life. And as you know, I've had many, you and I both had several opportunities where we almost bit the dust. And I can tell you, yeah. thank God, this was the one time that I knew that 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 I was I was happy. I was in a place that I, I felt reward rewarded. And I think that fuels you as you go forward into the next phases of where you're going to be and who you're going to be spiritually, and what God wants you to be. And, and and I think we have to stay reminded that this is a spiritual battle. We have to practice spiritual maintenance, which I have not. I have done a horrific, horrific job in doing that. Which I I've been I've been very much blessed. Um, I've had a, and I've done the whole cleansing stuff. I've done reversal, and I'm getting back to the roots of what has to be done, of, of spiritual maintenance that you have to do because this is a spiritual battle. <laughs> it is, and it's just like when you got, and I mean, and and our listeners, he's still really really sick. I am. Uh, um. And, you know, I'm going to leave it right here with this. You know, it's a gift to be able to share our life lessons with others. It's a gift to have these shows. And when you got sick and, you know, people don't realize we were talking to each other every day. And and all of a sudden, you know, I think it went almost 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 a month. <laughs> it seemed like, you know. And I started really reflecting on things like that, you know, of things that like, wow, man, we talk to each other every day. And then when you got sick and the way you started reflecting, I was already trying to reflect myself because this spiritual war we're going through, man, I'm a work in progress. I mean, I think everybody that's on the journey is a work in progress and I'm no saint. Like I'm not a saint at all. I'm just trying to tell others that, Hey, you need to listen to what we're talking about because we've been through all this. We've been through the hard times and, and a dark holes and these rabbit holes of darkness. And we come out and we get to see the light and share it with you. So, you know, it's just, it's an opportunity. But, man, it's also a blessing that we're able to do this show. And, man, I am so glad you were at least able to do a little bit. <laughs> Because you're right. I mean, it made everybody start thinking about, man, what if? 
And yeah, yeah. you know, you know, and, you know, and when I say, when I say, I, I, when I, I'm not bullshitting, I almost died. And, and I, yeah. and I'm going to say this and, and I'm going to say this, you can mark it on your calendar. I've always been made it a point to be political correct about stuff. And I try not to hurt feelings and I want to do things the right way. And I know you give me a prominent role in your alliance and I'm so thankful to do that. But I'm going to I'm going to tell everybody from this point on, I'm not sugarcoating anything else. I'm going to approach things as as things should be done biblically. I'm going to approach things as things should be done because we're not promised tomorrow. But what I tell you today, you're not going to have to decipher. It's going to be as bluntly and as openly as possible. And when we talk about your alliance and we work on this sex trafficking and we work on these things, I don't care where I'm at, who I'm speaking to. I'm going to let everybody know. No mistake about it. This world is led by Satanists and pedophiles. Make no mistake about yeah. it. This this is a war for human flesh. It's an attack on innocence. And we're going to talk and I'm going to talk about everything I know as openly and as honestly as I've ever had before in my life. And I'm going to make it a point. And, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to be freely enough to connect these things as I've learned in my research and my work from these things as it goes back. From 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 churches, preschools, governments, municipalities, police departments, as high up as you can imagine, these are connected organizations. These are connected things. It's a cult. It's satanic ritual abuse, and it's all connected to the trafficking, and it has to be stopped. And the only way you're going to stop it is by getting people out there to talk about it. And to stop this will put a curve onto the spiritual warfare and the battle that's going on today in this planet, in this world. And and that's something that you're going to see a difference on my on my point and how I approach things. And and you know, that's funny you said that because I got, I'm looking at these <laughs> notes I wrote about a month, well probably a month ago about you know this is a prime <laughs> example of learning from your family and friends because. These are just circles of life. And everything that you just said is the absolute truth. And, you know, my mom died Tuesday. And, you know, a lot of people know about it. A lot of people don't. But, you know, I was able to do a lot of things different with my mom than I didn't do with my father and really a lot of my family members. And I know she died peacefully. And she died the way she wanted to. Everything that happened was the way she wanted it to happen. And I did talk to her January the 10th, twice. And every time that I would talk to her, I always let her know that I loved her. And, you know, that things were going to, you know, how I felt about her. And I felt really comfortable with her homecoming, you know, her, her leaving this plane to go somewhere else. And she went out just the way she wanted to. And ever since that, Sean, I've been semi-abrasive to people but not really because i'm not sure to nothing never and i had an incident that last night that somebody wanted to debate me in human trafficking and they failed really bad miserably like and they're supposed to be an expert or professional somebody that gets paid a lot of money to do it and i don't do it for money because these are when i say human trafficking i'm talking about rape of children I'm talking about sexually abused kids, uh, women that are exploited in a sexual um, practice for uh, for money. You know, exploitation. I mean, and I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing no more. I'm not even going to sugarcoat anything. 
politics, I don't really care about either of it. It really don't have nothing to do with me, honestly. It's done nothing but destroy this country, and I probably won't never talk about it ever again. Uh, even, you know, even if I wanted a third party, I just don't care about that anymore because America has so many other problems. And if you can't see the writing on the wall with it, you really, really need to wake up and you're that blind because um, this is a war of good and evil. And it's a war that's they're picking our kids and they're still in their innocence and they're destroying this world. For money, but 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 they're they're being so, exploited in every aspect of reality. Yeah, and and, and and it's from TV, it's from books, it's from your schools, it's from every aspect, and and, and there's no way you can approach this anymore with, with um with kid gloves. You have to approach it with with brutal honesty, and and, and brutal facts. Yeah. And the facts are the facts. And if you're and if you're gonna have, if you give me a hundred thousand dollar grant to do this. And and that that hundred thousand dollars basically a grant for you to silence and not tell the truth, and that's just my personal opinion. And I think that that that's enough enough. I think there's only one way to approach this, and this is a spiritual warfare, and it's a spiritual battle, and it must be fought with a spiritual intensity, unseen than any other organization or group that's attacked us before. And I know mm-hmm. Russ Dizdar, there's really people who's been doing this for a long time in different areas, and and it's got to continue. It's got to continue. And, and I've taken the gloves off. The gloves are off with me because when you pay somebody, you know, $2.9 million to look at something, to look at a problem, I mean, you're, you're right. You're paying, you're paying people in different positions to basically shut up. And I'm not going to do it because these are our children. These are our future. These are little boys, little girls. Uh, women all over the world. It's a global issue. It's a problem in America that is not being taken seriously. And we're going to make sure that we do take it seriously. And we're going to make sure that we uncover a lot of stuff because Sean, they really don't realize that we've been doing this our whole life. This journey started with us at 11 years of age. And we've been talking about the underworld, spirituality, uh, demonic presence, um, religion, the occult, uh, organized uh, groups. And I mean, it, this is something we've been doing forever, and we know what we're talking about, people. You can Google search this stuff. It's And it's all connected. It's all real. And it's time to, to, to pack up the T-shirts. Ghost hunting groups, and it's all, and it's time to start seeing what what's really happening. It's time to go to. It's time to put boots on the ground, and really make a difference. And and stop being mediocre. This whole country is mediocre. Everything that Americans are doing right now is mediocre. And I'm not a mediocre kind of person. So Americans, please wise up, wake up, and uh, also, you know, let let your friends and family know about our show. Show me. I love you, brother. I'm so glad that you're yeah. back. Hey, please get well. Hey, I want to add one more thing before you go, hey, man. If I- you need to go to the hospital. Holy I'm cow! Being- <laughs> Holy cow! No, I was there last week, and then um, I'm not cleared yet. I hope to get back soon. But I, I want to say one thing. You know, the loss of your mother is something that affected me, and um, I don't people. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people know that. Growing up, David Humphrey's mom was a was a really special lady, and I don't think she realized how much of an influence she had on 
not only her family but a neighborhood. She was she was strong. I noticed that she could always take something, not have anything, and have enough to feed a whole family plus everybody else's family. She always made you feel welcome. She always was honest with you. If you did not want to hear the truth, you did not be there. She taught us of places of guys that, that womanize, chase. She was an example, her and Norman, of what it's really like to love somebody and how you stand faithful. And she would love you unconditionally. She would, no matter how bad, how wrong you were, no matter what you did, she would stand by you and fight for you. And when it was all said and done, she would talk to you about it, but she was no doubt that she didn't have your back. And if there's ever, ever an example of what a mother should be, it, it would be Susan Humphrey. And I'll tell you this, she held, she held not only your family together, she held our family together, she held our friendship together. <laughs> and if you think about things in life, about what God's done and about the blessings of God, about being a true spiritual leader of a family, when she was called home, I promise you, they said, well done, Larry, well done. And I just want to tell you, I love you, brother. And, 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 you um, too, and it's a pleasure. And um, we hopefully will do it again, my man. Yeah, and, and we have a lot of work to do. Please get well. Take it easy. Thank you for doing this show because a lot of people have been asking about you. <laughs> They're worried about you. And I'm glad that you were Me able too. to Thank do you, it. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. I love you. <laughs>